First we're gonna rock, then we're gonna roll, then we let it pop, don't let it go. X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya, X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. First we're gonna rock, then we're gonna roll, then we let it pop, don't let it go. X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya, X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya, X gon' give it to ya. This is the F of H podcast, Fluffers for Hire. Coming to you live from an undisclosed location north of Dallas. <laughs> um, I'm Danny. That is my co-host, Shep. We like to get together and talk about our feelings um, because that's what chicks like. I'm just kidding. We're going to hit that towards the end of the show. But, um, yeah, basically, I hope this is working out for you a little better. Yeah. Uh, better than the last episode, which sounded uh, like... A dying dog taking a crap. Okay. Listen, I did my best. Well, actually, actually, let me cut you off right there. Okay. You sounded pretty good in the last episode. So, I don't. Whoever you fluffed to edit that episode to make it better totally, totally just made me sound like I I was wearing a hijab and underwater. Okay. No, I sounded like I was recording in a, like, out of a. Coke can microphone at the bottom of a, a Parisian well. <laughs> I, that, that was extremely detailed. That's and uh, you sounded better than I did. Either way, yeah. it sounded like absolute horse dung on a sweaty Texas summer day. Yeah, okay. And That's I'm going to blame you for that. Okay. Because That's... you had to go and buy your own mic. My one mic. Wasn't good enough for it was you, not. and you had to go, and all you did was go buy the same mic, I returned just it. darker. No, <laughs> I thought that. It Literally, was... you got the same one in black. No, mine was bronze. I figured it would make sense. You have the silver one, I have the bronze one. We know who's the shoes. What actually happened though is um, that's a reference to skin color. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, both of our like family members, like several of our family members, have asked both of us, "How do we?" How do we see your podcast? I'm like, okay, I'm time to jump off of a bridge. Well, you don't watch podcasts. Uh, but the point is, we had technical difficulties. This is a new podcast, okay? This is a new thing that we're doing together. I expect there to be some hurdles and some bumps, and it's not going to be perfect every single time. Um, but to be entirely fair, I did rectify the situation. Right? Kind, I mean, kind of. I'm, I'm inside of a box. Yep. A little bit bigger than a jail cell, and I'm already sweating so much, I think I'm going to have to take my shirt off shortly. I'm okay with that. I figured you would be. Yep. Uh, Okay, I mean, what can I say, though? I mean, the public library has a, I don't know, ten-plus-thousand-dollar recording studio that we... What is going on with our tax dollars that there's a recording studio (laughs) this nice that you can use, like... Anytime, yeah, their maybe. hours are awesome. Yeah, you can just show up and record. I know, and we're doing our anti-government, super libertarian, privatized taxation state, is right? theft. Taxation is theft, but it's paying for this podcast. <laughs> hey, we're not getting the same kind of capital support that NPR is getting, and we're out here competing with NPR's podcasts, which we are paying for with our taxes does the, if we paid them. Does the fact that we're recording in a public library mean that we're partially government funded now? Yeah. And I think that's great. I think the fact that we're government funded is great. I think we are providing balance in the force here. 
because the government NPR they do their you know Planet Money, uh, Pod Save America, all these other podcasts that get government funds. We're I mean we got a free studio which. You know, we pay rent in this town, so which we contribute. We, we're, we're paying for this. We are technically paying for this. We're That's not true. government funded. We're, we're paying for this. Well, I I, mean, I don't pay taxes, so I'm not paying for this. Well, you pay rent, so. Yeah. I mean, the pe- person who owns your building, your townhouse, they pay a mortgage. That mortgage has property. That, that's all beside the point. Right? Yeah. So. Well, the government is really not our sponsor, but I will let Danny introduce our sponsor for this week. Yeah, our sponsor for this week, our title sponsor, um, and hopefully we're going to try to work something out to bring the sponsor on on board as as the uh, ongoing title sponsor, Hindenburg Healing Crystals. Hindenburg Healing Crystals have the... the That sounds majestic. (laughs) Hindenburg Healing Crystals are indeed majestic. They are healing, and they are powerful. What exactly do they heal? Cancer, probably? <laughs> no, they absolutely oh. do not heal cancer. Nothing at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have to be careful here to... You're right, you're right. We can't make m- medical claims about exactly, what Hindenburg what... healing crystals actually heal. Right, but if you suggest maybe it's cancer, probably not inaccurate. At um, least some spiritual healing that's right. will come to you. Yep, and not... I mean, I could use the other kind of healing, but Marvin Gaye sang about it. But anyways. Oh, yes. Uh, that is our sponsor for this week. We are so grateful for all of our sponsors. Um, last week, Covenant Condoms. The week before. The I Covenant. use those all the time. Yeah, because you know she's not the one. I just, none of them are the one. None of them are the All of them, in a way. In a way. Yeah. All of them are the one. If you could take all of them and collectively put them together, yeah. they would be the one. Yeah. See, I actually believe in sort of a sexual socialism where all of the women come together collectively and they redistribute the resources to me, the government. Exactly. I actually believe in a kind of uh, Marxist view on personal intimacy, which is, um, you know, I'm I'm the means of the production. Come seize me, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Right? Come seize me. Mm. Um, From each according to his... Something or other. Uh, how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Something, the need of the few the outweighs the, provision. the possibility of the many. Um, Karl Marx was a great philosopher when it comes to personal touching time. Danny, uh, you told me about an idea you had recently. Yeah. That it, something you wanted to get started. Yeah. That uh, sounded a lot like the Justice League. Can you tell us about that? It's called the Street Justice League. Ah. Um, I don't believe in the government. I don't believe that when I see something I don't care for in the wider society that I need to run to my congressman or my council person and ask them to regulate. Say, I don't like, you know... Regulators! Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so I, I have this idea. It's, it's an app. It's kind of like Uber. Um, yeah. We're going to be opening a friends and family round. You guys will be able to hear, all, you know, get all the details of that on our website. Um, but basically, it's like Uber, and you go sign up, and we ask you some questions. Um, and uh, if you see somebody on the, if you see somebody um, on their phone on the speak, they have the speakerphone on in public. Yeah. Go across them. I hate when they do that. It's Antifa. It's Antifa, but for regulating. Human behavior in public, in private, do whatever this you want. This app. Yeah, this app. This app is Antifa Street. for regulating human behavior in public. Yeah, because Antifa's out there regulating speech. That's true. 
um, with violence. We don't want anyone to use violence. I don't think that solves anything except everything. But also... We believe in the non-aggression principle. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm... In a, in a macro setting, non-aggression. In a micro setting, fire, fighting solves everything. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, but, but regardless, so the app is just, you know, we want people to sign up. And, hey, this is a great example. I was on an airplane once, and there was a disproportionately large woman wearing flip-flops. Mm-hmm. And all I could think is, I'm about to sit on a metal tube that recirculates air, and her nasty foot air is going to be... Oh, what yeah. I breathe. So that would be a great situation where you, you know, you hit, you hit, um, assemble. Yeah. And the Justice League, the Street Justice so League. So did you get that lady's number? No. Oh. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not into feet at all. I think okay, I didn't know. I'm the opposite of that. Gotcha. If you have your two feet amputated, I'm a little more interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is uh, that a, okay, uh, maybe next episode. Yeah, that's a next episode. We our next episode is full of things we couldn't cover in the first four, but um, Danny's fetishes. N- uh, I have none. I'm a normal straight guy, so like I like chicks. That's that's the beginning and end of it. So short hair, shorter preferably Hispanic. Anyways, <laughs> it gets real. It gets real specific. <laughs> no fetishes, but I'm really specific about. Um, do you have a purple streak down the middle of your hair? Do you have a faux hawk? Um, but the app, like, you know, so it'll alert everyone in the area who is part of Street Justice League. Yeah. And, and they would assemble, and you guys would come together. hmm And you would work to educate an individual. So, for in this instance, you know, uh, there's, let's say there's four people at my gate who are in Street Justice League. They would work, and they would assemble, and we would accost this individual and say, hey, why are your feet exposed? We are in public. We are not at your house. There is not a body of water nearby that you are going to take these sandals off and go on to. Okay? Why are you wearing yoga pants? You are the size of a geo... You're the size of a car, a a compact car. Yeah. Okay? Just because we're flying southwest doesn't mean you have to leave your decorum at the door. Okay? You need to carry yourself... I can't stand people can carry themselves with a certain amount of dignity. Yeah. Um, I think it brings us all down as a society and as you know, we're all in this together. Right. Do you hate yourself when you hear people say we're all in this together? I don't hate myself. Okay. I just don't know what they're talking about. Right. I I mean, I hate any use of any kind of cliche. I will go out of my way to come up with things unique to say rather than have to utter a cliche. A cliche and sound like someone who doesn't have original thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I am an Indian guy that drives a lifted truck and I wear cowboy boots. But, you know. Yeah, so. you're anything but a cliche. Right. It's kind of... That's why I always hated identity politics. Like, because we, you know, the two of us used to go to a church where they were super into that. Yeah. It drove me nuts because I'm like, so now that we're super diverse and ethnically diverse and all that great stuff, quick question... Uh, what does me being Indian have to do with anything? It, you know, what does that solve? Speaking of diversity yeah. and fetishes, okay. let's talk about this article that you sent over from Newsweek. Right. The headline says, Men with muscles and money are more attractive to straight women and gay men. Showing gender roles aren't progressing. So in other news, uh, an alternative headline would have been, Water's wet? <laughs> 
bears take dumps in the woods. Like, I mean, this is... And you need oxygen to survive. Yeah, this is... I mean, it's uh, it's just such a wacky... And I bet you that they got... I mean, this whatever the study is, they probably got a this, whole... The study was at Coventry and Aberystwyth Universities. Those sound made up. <laughs> but but they are in the United Kingdom, so they might okay. they might be real. Yeah. yeah, we did this study at Hogwarts, so we know it's credible. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, um, it, you know, I, I have a university that I started, um, so we're going to start doing research like this. Oilers State, baby. I got, State I got my Oilers. PhD in European American Studies from Oilers State. That's right. Uh, well, you got a PhD in white people. <laughs> it's, you picked up on that. It's not as dumb as, like, I, I remember I met a guy down here, and he was like, um, he had a master's degree in African American Studies. Was, was he African-American? Yeah, he was black. And, um, he probably didn't even have to go to school. They just gave him the degree. Yeah, pro- I don't know. I mean, I think he went to school. He has a student loans to prove it. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's, you got student loans for that? Yeah, it's going to be super helpful in your career. Um, so I was just like, so could you make sure that it's a double pump of caramel? And Can't you just it? watch straight out of Compton and get all the information you would get in that degree? That's what he did his dissertation on. <laughs> his dissertation was, was about NWA. Um I, I, it's it, it, it's dumb like dumb stuff like that that people are doing studies that's 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 an interesting study um, they were doing it for three years this study where they proved that women really just want money and muscles three years I know there was another one I think it's about three years old or it's from 2014 they even um, said that the, the study indicated that white male privilege is still an attractive quality so you're saying I still have a chance <laughs> So you're saying I'm doomed? Uh, that's not true, though. I mean, that is true, but in a macrocosm, but microcosmically, my experience has been, like, the more liberal, the, like, easier it is for me to, like, talk them into being friendly because they feel like they're doing their job as a white person, like, to kind of, you know, check their privilege and tickle me. Yeah. Um, and I use that to my advantage because I'll use anything to my advantage because I'm just trying to get tickled. I mean, this is really interesting. What they did in the study is they put up a bunch of pictures over the course of three years, pictures of men. And then they gauged the responses. How excited are you that there was a study that you didn't get to do that was just pictures of men, though? Sorry, I I was making a slur. That wasn't funny. Okay. And I'm very offended. Okay, I'm going to work on caring, but it's not going to happen. I figured. So in, they put up these photos of men, and then yep. they gauged the responses. And they found that they got stronger responses, uh, more sexually charged responses, to uh, pictures of, like, dudes with big biceps yep. or guys wearing suits or having on nice watches or stuff yep. like that. And uh, photos of guys, like, hanging out with their kids or, uh, you know, going for walks in the park with their girlfriends of 17 years did not do as well. You know, I mean... Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought that Dan Bilzerian had it all figured out, right? Um, I, here's the thing. I, I don't know why this is flabbergasting to anybody, right? I'm no homo, okay? If you're a homosexual, um, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it is a sin, and you're going to hell, but that's besides the point. Wow, he just went brimstone and firestone. Yeah. <laughs> Those are tires. <laughs> uh, Hellfire and Brimstone is the, the, the oh. saying you're looking for. It's fine. 
you're running on no sleep because he has to work because his white privilege doesn't you know pay for stuff, unfortunately. Amazing. No, but I mean, I'm not gay or anything, but I see a guy who looks like me, and I'm like, that that's a schlep, okay? Then I see a guy with muscles and uh, a brightling, I'm like, well, of course that's what everybody wants. Yeah. Right? So, but to feed into that, there's, I, you know, there's a, there's a, the more recent study which yeah. kind of, uh, <clears throat> I should say, triggered me. Were you triggered? I wasn't triggered. It triggered this line of thinking, which is what I wanted. Like, why? I brought Did it you up. go to your safe space? My safe space is a uh, Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah, it's a uh, Domino's. Um, the one thing I did hate about, you know, like I, I definitely hate about living in Texas is the pizza golfing. Um, but that's a that's a that's for a different episode. If you hear that whining noise in the background, folks, hopefully you can't. We no. are in a we are in a soundproof booth. We are. We should be fine. But it, it's our our extremely attractive Latina maids vacuuming. Yeah, yeah vacuuming the here public at the, the public, public library. <laughs> you think the public library is hiring Latina maids? Okay, those get to elder, the skit. <laughs> those are elderly white unionized cleaning workers. And the reason the vacuum goes on for 10 seconds is because they have a 30-minute break. <laughs> <laughs> ten seconds of I was going to say, why is the vacuum going on and off for only yeah. a few seconds at a time? Because there's a unionized break in between <laughs> That is defined as a dangerous job. That is more dangerous than coal mining. They get hazardous right? duty pay for of that. Course. Okay, yeah. second article. The second is, article is from Psychology Today. But that's the one that I like kind of triggered this line of thinking, which was like... Um, Women who are feminists tend to prefer men who are quote unquote sexist. I don't agree with or prefer. Did you read the headline? It says feminists think sexist men are sexier than woke men. Now, uh, maybe maybe I've been in a closet for the past five years. You've been in a closet for the last like start of this podcast. I'm coming out. (laughs) So, what is a woke man? What does that even mean? Well, first of all. If you refer to yourself as a woke man, please find the nearest river and jump in it. If, to your if anyone ever says that they're woke to me, that they're I will, I will, I will put their wokeness out. I will yeah. just knock them out. Yeah, they don't. I don't. If you, I don't. If you, if you, if you use the phrase woke unironically, um, it is my hope, my sincere hope. That's like having a man bun. Yeah, it, well, you had a man bun. Yeah, well, I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, he went through a phase, guys, which was great. I was woke. Yeah. I had a man bun, and I was... Uh, you lived with a minority. I lived with a minority. Yeah. I was doing yoga, and I drove a Fiat. You still drive a, <laughs> still drive a Fiat. <laughs> it's paid off. What can I say? You still drive a Fiat 500. I used to drive a Lincoln Town Car that was white, and he had a Fiat 500 that's it's black. And we referred to it as, like, we drove around each other's peepees. They're not going to get it. That's okay. Well, nonetheless. Anyways, feminists liking sexist men. The woke guy is basically like, you know, the intersectional feminist, right? Um, There's a guy, I forget what his his, role is in life, but he's identified on Twitter as his name. I think his name's Matt McGorry, and he's like super like, I'm an intersectional feminist. Like, he's straight. But anytime he talks, all I can think is like just a big LED sign blinking, gay, gay, gay. But basically, it's like the straight, the like hardly, hardly heterosexual, but basically gay person who's like a total femboy. That's my interpretation. But okay. what they really mean is like somebody who's concerned about intersectional feminism, the wage gap, 
Um, you know, I'm just uh, concerned. The only gap I'm concerned about is the thigh gap. Yeah. That's the only one I care about. And I don't want, I'm not into thigh gap. I'm anti-thigh gap. I'm oh, just, yeah? Yeah, full thighs. All the way. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Well, okay. I mean, all of these are preferences, but at the end of the day, I, I would say it's like pizza. Eh, I'm still going to eat it, you know? Or it's like anything. I'm still going to eat it. But, yeah, so this article, like, you know. Long story short, regardless of whether you're a feminist or not, this article says, okay, I'm not making generalizations. This guy with a P- this guy with a PhD says yeah. women like bad boys. Totally, which again, alternate headline, water, wet. This is so my so my issue is uh, in the, in the in the in the quote unquote, you know, the conversation about sexism, racism. If you're not a leftist, you end up having to pretend like these people are offended and you have to pretend like right women prefer a guy who's in touch with his feelings and he's super woke and you know like you know women have often like various feminists have said if you're straight and you know uh, the man you're with is like pro-trump there's articles out there about people getting divorced over trump support like one person's not a trump supporter one person is and let me tell you something first of all if you're a normal straight guy and you want to live a happy life, don't have a wife. That's step number one. Step number one. 100% of divorces globally are caused by marriage. That's true. Yeah, that, that's a fact. So, uh, but and, and everyone who gets married yeah. ends up dying. 100% of the time. Yeah, it's crazy. Those stats are staggering, folks. Those are staggering statistics. Um, 100% of married people die... 100% of divorces caused by marriage. These are undeniable statistical realities that people must contend with. Um, but I just think the article and the, you know, the, the first one, chicks and uh, gay dudes, I was going to say queers, but now queers means something else. Um, I don't know what term to use anymore. I don't care. I just I, saw, actually, I just saw an article about how they're taking out all of the other letters and they're just going to be called Qs now, like everyone's a queer. That's fine, I guess. I don't... I guess it's less letters. <laughs> I mean... It's more when efficient. When it went from GLD... I'm so old, I remember when it when was When it was G GLD. first? Yeah, because... Yeah. But then that was too much male privilege. Yeah, yeah, so they... So went... So, again, that intersectional feminism thing, which is like there's intersecting lines of oppression, and if you're oh. black, lesbian, trans, um... Um... Uh, Muslim uh, woman... You must have it rough. Yeah, your life is super rough. I mean, you're choosing to, like, be a couple of those things. But I just think it's hilarious that it takes it takes um, a, someone with a Ph.D. and a study to figure out that this is what traditionalists are, are mocked for suggesting. Well, there was a little bit of a caveat that we didn't talk about. In the article, he says that... You actually read the article? Yeah, yeah. Punk? Well, I try to keep things accurate other than just reading the headlines and then trying to talk about that, that would mean, that would sound like fake news. That would be fraudulent. And we don't do fake news on the Fluffers for Hire podcast. Okay, I, 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 I thought this was the fake news podcast. <laughs> so uh, what the, the author says is that it's, uh, because the, the art of the, obviously the headline can be a little jarring. Oh, you feminists are more attracted to sexist men. Well, then he goes on to explain that they're attracted to benevolent sexism. So guys doing things like holding open the door, paying for your meals, driving you around everywhere. 
uh, those types of things. I don't even know how that's considered sexism. I thought that was considered chivalry. Right, no, and chivalry is dead. Um, and it should remain dead. Yeah, listen, I am not traditionally good-looking. I'm morbidly obese. I disagree with the okay, good-looking. Stop, <laughs> It is kind of sweaty in here. I'm, I'm dying. Yeah, I know you are. My pits are waterfalls right <laughs> now. But what, one thing I, I have realized is, like, um, if I want to get to the end zone, and in my life there's two areas where women fit in, um, it's the end zone and the dead zone. Okay. That's it. I there's thought no, you were going to say... There's no friend zone. Right? And if I'm trying to get to the end zone, the less, like, the less I act like I just want to be their friend, and the less I try to be chivalrous, yeah, the further I go. Okay. I do, I wish it wasn't the case. I've dated girls from church again. That's one of the rules against dating that we have. Yeah, we don't we don't do that. Yet. We both. I mean, would you say that you're a person who believes in a god and be god? One hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Um, I go to church. Oh, ninety-eight percent actually. I'll, I, okay. Um, I'll couch it in a tiny bit of skepticism. Fair enough. Um, I go to church. And I meet girls there who are especially, like, after you turn 30. That's the only reason I go to church these days. <laughs> There's nothing good to hear there, but there are oh, good yeah. things to see. Right. But I have a policy of not dating girls that I see there. No, not from church, not from work. Uh, there are a couple other places, uh, not from the strip club. Well, definitely not from, the, I mean, from the trailer park, yes. Yeah, that works out okay. Yeah. There's a, like, mostly Hispanic trailer park over in Fort Worth. It is. Are you serious? Yeah. It's kind of awkward because there, some of them are like, you know, those various trailers are like kind of related. Yeah. Like people, like families. and then. Oh, like, I know the one you're talking about. I, I had a, <laughs> when I was a parole officer, a bunch of my, my people lived over there. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> um, anyways, there were some cousins and it was a whole thing and I was there. And they're like, oh, hey, I didn't know that you were coming over. And I was like, no, I was over at this other person. And it's a trailer. It's my cousin. Awkward. Um, <clears throat> but, like, that's what I, I thought it was. It's. Like, the sh- chivalry doesn't help you get anywhere, you know, if you're trying to go to the end zone. And here's the crazy thing about girls from church that I learned, okay? Um, they had no interest in talking to me, dating me, uh, anything like that in my early 20s. I didn't care. That's totally fine. Um, I'm all about personal choice, and if you don't like something, I don't, and I'm not offended by that. However, now that I'm 30, like, after my, like, I turned 30, and the girls who are my, my peer group, the women in my peer group, um, interesting thing happened. I don't have student loans. I'm completely out of debt. Um, I'm pretty good at budgeting. Uh, they start meeting other interracial couple, couples and seeing, you know, the super family-oriented culture that Indian people have. And they see these really gorgeous, biracial, half-Indian white kids. Yeah. And they start slipping out of their chairs. Out, right? of, their, out of their chairs? Is yeah. that what they're slipping out of? They're slipping out of something. But all of a sudden... Like, oh, hey, Katie, what are you up to? I was, I was somewhere. Actually, I think you know this person. I remember you were going, you, like, you were talking to her once, and she wouldn't acknowledge my existence. But all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, oh, hey, like, what are you up to? It's good to see you. Yeah. Haven't seen you in a while. And then she's asking for my number. Which one of my ex girlfriends was that that you I, hooked up with? Wasn't an ex girlfriend. Listen, I love you, but there's no way I'm going in after you, dog. There's no way. Yeah, I mean. That is it's like not, throwing a hot dog down a hallway after I've been in there. I mean, precisely. That is exact. It's like throwing one of those. I can't say this stuff. My mom listens to this podcast. Why, why does she know how to listen? 
That's a problem. I should have get left her thinking it was still on YouTube. She would have been searching forever. Forever. We told her it's a different name. Um, yeah, no, it's like throwing one of those, uh, like, Costco footlongs down, like, a hallway meant for disabled people. <laughs> um, never done Hey, I've actually, I enjoy those footlongs from Costco, too. Who does they're, they're good. It's like six bucks, get you that giant sandwich yeah, and a drink and fries. Right, okay. And cookies. Right, so I... And a hand job from the guy who works in the back. <laughs> okay. There's several Sorry, issues. I didn't know that just me? Just you. Oh, no, the, the guy in the back, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I never buy the, the turkey sandwich there. It makes me kind of barfy. Um, Costco's one of my favorite places to go to pick up girls, actually. Yeah. Because you know those young ladies of low opportunity t- are my, uh, my forte. Yeah, Costco or AA meetings. Yeah. I, my bread and butter is AA meetings. <laughs> You're not an alcoholic, though. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm 13th stepping it, son. <laughs> There's only 12 steps. That's the point. It's the 13th step you get in there. Oh, there, that's that step. <laughs> you work it out? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're a bad person. Yeah, no, I help them out in recovery. Right. Hey, so uh, along the same lines, I, I I, feel like we talked, didn't we talk about all this stuff? I promise, next next episode, we're no, not we going to we're we not gonna talk about feminism or sexism. I feel like we talked about this last time. I don't time. care. Oh, no, we talked about Grinder and stuff yeah. last time. That's the, oh, the Not other. that anybody can hear it because the episode's <laughs> hot filth. No, um, I mean, people have been listening. Actually, there's there's this girl on Tinder, yeah. uh, and she was like, hey, are you the guy who was manscaping in the last episode? We both were <laughs> manscaping, but yeah. yeah. I was late because I was manscaping. Right. I just thought that was funny. That like I, I feel like a celebrity now. Do you? That people are like relating to me through the you, podcast. You, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't feel like a celebrity. You should. Why? Because like... we only have twenty nine <laughs> listens on the last one. <laughs> I know, but um, but this last this last one that I pulled up was <clears throat> chicks are mostly attracted to men who drive pickup trucks. See, that sucks for me. Yeah. Because this article specifically calls out uh, European sports cars like Triumph and Fiat. Uh, you know what's funny though? I remember we went to like. When you, because you used to work at a Fiat dealership. Yeah. And we went to the Christmas party, and you had just broken up with someone, and so you, I, I went as your plus one. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking, you're chatting up some girls. Oh, yeah. You're coming F two fifty. Yeah. And she's like, I can literally park your Fiat in the back of in the bed of my F two fifty, and then walked away. And I was just yeah. like, <laughs> I thought it was great that you got denied your advances because you had a Fiat. Well, I hit her up later, and I said, I'll gladly park my Fiat in the back of your F-250. Oh, that's fair enough. She stopped talking to me after that. Okay. She had she had a dewey, though, so. Uh, yeah. For a booty. <laughs> she had a dewey for a booty. <laughs> um, so the last thing that I think we wanted to just wrap up today's show with was, um, we wanted to, we're going to start doing something in 2019 that's a little different, which is. What? What are we doing? We love doing this podcast. Are we rebranding again? No, no, no. I can't. I can't make it through another rebrand. Lord, I can't do it. Save me, Jesus. <laughs> no. We wanted to, you know, we love doing this podcast. We're doing it because we're passionate about it. But there is this other aspect of it, which is we actually believe what we're doing can lead to money. Oh, and so oh, we're going yeah. to have a tracker on our website when the website gets launched, when I get around to mm-hmm. it, because I'm kind of busy. Um, and 
because I'm I'm a capitalist, and I think there's nothing like because if I can you know refer to back when you worked at Fiat, didn't you kind of struggle with like you know you're doing something and you feel like oh we're making a profit off of people, and you felt awkward yeah. about it. Or uh, so I didn't necessarily struggle off of the fact that we were making a profit off of people. Right. I did struggle with the fact that we were making a profit off of products that I knew to not be of the highest quality right. and uh, and selling things to people that I knew they really did not need at all. But they still but the point is they all of that information was available to them, right? And so yeah. part of what And they made the choice. Yeah. So part of what we want to do is kind of a revolutionary act is reintroduce into the wider culture especially for, especially for millennials is that it's not only um, okay, quote-unquote, to seek profitability. It is laudable. Like, it is an amazing thing to go out it and build something profitable. It is a good thing to want to make buckets of money yeah. for no reason other than the fact that you want buckets of money. And downstream of that fact that we want to, like, we want to make money is the fact that we realize we have to build a good product, which is really good content. And so just two other anecdotes I wanted money, to bring up. Money is simply, if you haven't read Atlas Shrugged, yeah. money is simply representative of value. Yeah, How is value I'm a super libertarian. immoral? I'm a super libertarian, and I've never read Atlas Shrugged because I have a life. Okay, I listened to it on audiobook. It That's took me true. like a year to get through it, but it was, <laughs> it was awesome. Okay, but two other anecdotes to just wrap up today, which was like, I have a friend who started a watch company, and the, one of the marketing guys or something, his wife, was, like, mortally offended when she said, like, her husband explained to her, and he, and like, that, well, we, we have a supplier in China, and they make it for this fraction of a price, 20 bucks or something a unit, $10 a unit. Yeah. You mark it up. And then we mark it 400%. up to $120 or something. Yeah. And she's like, you're stealing. That's stealing. What? I, and I told him, I was like, I'm so sorry you married a communist. Yeah, well, she's dumb. She's stupid. And he's dumb for being married. 100%. Both things are correct. But in that, in that context, I, I realized that our generation and the culture at large has an antithetical perspective towards making money and as a, both as a <coughs> revolutionary act. Um, and it's just a kind of theme on our podcast. We want to just be open and honest about how much money we're making or not making. Yeah. Um, so when that number first goes up online, it'll just be a big fat goose egg. Well, it won't, no, because we're negative. We bought equipment. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, we bought equipment. And we, we are in the red. We're, we're going to take every single thing that we buy for this podcast, um, and we're going to, we're going to put, we're going to itemize it, and we're going to have it up there, um. Entrepreneur on Fire does this, and I thought it was fascinating. I love that podcast, by so the way. Do I. That like made me want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, uh, I'm only a semi-successful, so- mediocre sidepreneur. Okay, no, I'm. But it's motivational. Oh, okay. Well, I'm a hundred percent perpetually failed serial entrepreneur. Nothing I've done has ever worked. Yeah, I'm just this so world. happy that you can look deep inside and just admit what's there. Okay. I think that shows a lot of maturity. um, To quote Dr. Fell, I'm taking ownership of my choices. (laughs) That is not how he sounds. What is is he, a judge from (laughs) southern Texas? (laughs) Like, no, like eastern Texas, like almost like New Mexico. And then the other thing was, like, I had a a friend who I did did a whole, like, branding thing for her. She's really sweet. 
she had this product that she had created to help people with eating disorders. And I was like, you know, and she was mortally, she was like, so she, she ended up killing the whole project <coughs> because she was just afraid that she might quote unquote profit off of people's despair. Huh. And I thought it was, I was so, I, I was like, I had one of those things where, like, I kind of had to turn my head upside down. Yeah. I was just like, uh, you know, the profits that you make are going to be used to spread a message of just, like, uh, I don't know. It's a dumb social justice dumb thing. But she had, like, she had a, a, a amount of traction that I was jealous of. None of my projects ever got that kind of viral traction in a matter of, like, you know, weeks. Um, oh, yeah, the vacuum's back on. That's good. Oh, okay. and, oh, it went off. Union yeah. break. Back yeah. on. <laughs> oh, there you go. off Union again. Break. Union yeah, break. Literally, that's how long it was off. Um, no, but I, I thought it was unfortunate that she had been poisoned by her university and kind of, you know, the generally leftist anti-profit culture to not engage in an enterprise which could have, you know, as any enterprise does, it benefits the consumer, but it also could have had a deeper benefit to... to um, people who have, you know, like to barf after they eat, yeah. um, or they don't eat at all, which I have whatever, whatever the, whatever my issue is with eating disorders, it's none of those. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have a policy Bad in our joke. apartment that, um, large pieces, pizzas were not personal. Large pizzas are not personal pizzas, Danny. Totally. Which, you know, of course me being kind of a legalistic shrew, I would get around it by eating two mediums. So, which is yeah. within a large. We had some great rules. We did when we lived together. We will be publishing those rules on our on our website when the website is up. Yeah. Um, I did, I, you know, like, but um, I just so those kind of those three anecdotes to me always kind of ring true to like. I want to be a catal a catalyst, <laughs> an agent of change. Stop! I think that's copyrighted. <laughs> no, you can't not. say that. Uh, for the, uh, this is an inside joke. I actually had one of our friends who ran a successful podcast, um, listened to our first episode. He's like, there's too many tangents and inside jokes. So for the sake, we're going to stop the podcast after I'm going to explain the church that we used to go to that was super into racial diversity. We actually helped start it. And a um, couple of catchphrases were agent of change, which is going to be an ongoing inside joke for all of our fluffers out there that like to listen to our show. Oh, that's good. We're calling yeah. our listeners fluffers. Yeah, of course. because I like We're that. fluffers for hire. They're fluffers. Cool. Um, we want you to be fluffers for change. Agents of fluffing change. Or whatever. I don't know. Oh, God. But, you know, a couple of, like, you know, one of those catchphrases was, you know, I want to be a catalyst. I want to be an agent of change. It's not like, you know. Anytime, I, any, anytime either of us hear <laughs> those phrases, we cringe hard. I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to be an agent of me. <laughs> All right, folks. We are so grateful that there are 30 people, 60 people, anyone who's listening... We want to thank all the fluffers out there for, for, for giving us a shot. If you could do us a favor, like us on Facebook, Fluffers for Hire Podcast. On Instagram, Fluffers for Hire Podcast. On Twitter as well. Um, we're trying to get banned off of all of those. It'll come. It'll come. That's what she said. <laughs> and that will do it for Fluffers for Hire. X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya, X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya, but we gonna rock, then we gonna roll, then we let it